It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. From the studios of 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., thanking you for making us a part of your weekend. Coming up on this episode of Locked On Thunder, we will hear from Andre Robertson as he is clear to play in this Sunday's blue and white scrimmage. We will also tell you where you can watch this Sunday's blue and white scrimmage. We'll hear from Billy Donovan on Andre Robertson. We'll do our one-and-one with Terrence Ferguson and the second part of our interview with Nerlens Noel. My name is Eric G. I'm the editor-in-chief of Thunder Maven, which you can find at basketballmaven.io slash thunder. It is a Sports Illustrated channel dedicated to covering all things Oklahoma City Thunder. And I'm also the co-host of the Pat Jones Show on 97.1 The Sports Animal here in Tulsa. And just, hey, for, for no other reason than I just want to get this out there, and this makes me very excited, I am in my seventh season Seventh season now of covering Oklahoma City Thunder basketball, and I've done that for two, three different radio stations, uh, now Sports Illustrated, and of course, the Locked on Thunder podcast. Let's start the show off with some good news. Andre Robertson is cleared to play and is expected to play in this Sunday's Blue and White game. Now, if you're wondering where you can watch the Blue and White game, which has annually been held at high school gyms around the Oklahoma City metro area. This year, you can watch it on Facebook Live via the Thunder's Facebook page, or you can watch it on the Thunder's Twitter page. And I was even told, like, we were told not to promote it, but I figure since the Oklahoman is doing it, then uh, we can promote it here on Locked on Thunder as well. But yes, that will be the first time you will get to see Andre Robertson. I will be in attendance at the Blue and White scrimmage. And this will be the first time we'll be able to see whether or not Andre Robertson can plant, whether or not he has lost a step and can keep up with guys, whether he can keep them in front of them. Um, if what we saw today in Eric Horn's uh, Twitter video about his 
shooting motion being a little bit more fluid than what it has over the past few years. Now we get to see if all that is in fact true or what the Thunder have been telling us has been pretty vague and is Andre Robertson a ways from coming back and being able to contribute to this team in any sort of meaningful way. This week is training camp gun underway. Billy Donovan did say that Andre Robertson was practicing without any restrictions. Looking at him play by play. No, I mean, we just, I mean, obviously the medical staff's out there and he's communicating with them, but he knows he's probably got to keep pushing himself to get in better condition, better Mm -hmm. shape. Um, but no, I mean, he's cleared to go and cleared to go through practice. Obviously, the timing part of it and being out for as long as he has, those kind of things I think will come back. But he's moving well. Um, you know, I think uh, he's, you know, defensively, you know, obviously, you know, he's got a great mind for it. He's done it, you know. Um, but I think just the whole timing is rhythm. I mean, I think that stuff will come back, but it's just amazing. Even with that part of it, he can still have that kind of impact in practice. Sounds pretty positive, but seeing is believing. And while Bill, Billy Donovan has told us Andre is better than what he was last year, Sam Presti did say it was going to be a prog- a process, and we've got to see what is it better compared to. Is it better compared to a guy that was injured, or is it better compared to what you would normally see out of NBA players. We went one-on-one with Andre Robertson at Media Day, and he would not put a percentage on just how healthy he is. Pretty healthy. I don't like putting a percentage on anything, honestly. Um, I just kind of take it a day at a time, but I'm in great shape. From... From your standpoint mentally, what have the last couple of years been like for you? Because, I mean, there's been there's been hope. We thought you were going to be back last year right around Christmas. Then you suffered a setback. But how much has this kind of taken a toll on you mentally going through all this? Um, a lot of ups and downs. Uh, but overall, just a character builder. Um, you know, it's, it's life, you know. You get thrown curveballs all the time, unexpectedly. Take it for what it is. Try to learn and grow from it. Um, and that's what I try to do over the years, just kind of from the game of basketball to just life in general and how to deal with people um, or just, you know, being patient with myself, you know. Um, I definitely learned a lot and, uh, you know, try to apply it to my everyday life. So. As far as your involvement with the team the last couple of seasons, you know, how much were you able, we saw you on the sidelines, but from a day-to-day situation, practice, etc., how much were you really able to be involved with the guys and kind of stay closest to what was going uh, on. So, I would, when I'm getting my treatment, I watch them on the TV um, when they start out um, doing their drills and stuff and try to keep in tune with what's going on, especially with the hope that I was coming back. Um, just try to be in tune as much as possible. Um, and then when I got out there, um, just trying to give them any pointers that I see when they're going live, um, whether it's Ferg or Russ, and try to help, help coverages as well. Um, trying to be get everybody on the same page. Um, but, you know, mostly just kind of being a little bit selfish and trying to get myself back on track as quick as possible. Uh, going out there and just um, oh, doing my daily rehab. So mm-hmm. it was good. Sorry, how, I blanked there. How much have you been able to help Terrence uh, as far as aspects of his game go? Uh, just trying to help him see the floor better. Um, I think last year um, there's a lot for him just kind of like coming at him real quick, although he's been in the year league, uh, <coughs> the league a year. Um, but it, it's different going out there and starting five or different games or a little bit more high-paced than others. Um, just trying to help him see the game in a like, slower version. 
um, as well as just coverages and how to guard certain guys and certain tendencies that they have or certain moves. So try to help them with that as best I can in game as well. But, um, try to prep them before, but don't try to throw so much at a guy. You know, he's already overthinking just going into a game. You know, or at least I know I am. Um, a couple other guys um, just kind of thinking about the game. Um, just when you try to throw too much at a guy, you just kind of get lost. But try to keep him in tune while I'm in the game, just yelling at him, uh, whatever I see coming next. Um, just try to help him out as best I can. Sam Presley said for you, it's going to be a process getting you back on court right now. Yeah. How much can you contribute to the to this team, and, and how much are you expecting to contribute, especially early in the season? Uh, I, I don't know that answer right now. Um, I guess that's what training camp's for. Um, in preseason as well, it's kind of trying to figure out that balance. Um, but I'm gonna try to go out there as best I can, and you know, go hard. You know, it's the only way I'm gonna get back into game shape, getting like game like reps. So it's gonna be good. Uh, First season without Russ. For, for, for you, how how has that been making that transition to not have him be a part of this team anymore? Uh, it's already been tough, honestly. Uh, just not hearing his voice in the building anymore when you come in, and uh, just that energy that he always has in the building, and just and his charisma with everybody is just it's, it's dearly missed for sure, honestly. But uh, you know, we got to move on and you know, kind of gear ourselves up for the upcoming season without him. So. I think we all have our expectations and things that we want to do for this team, and uh, we gotta get it, get ourselves right to go out there and do it. So, who fills that role? Who, from a leadership standpoint, who steps up and fills that role that that, that Russ is vacating? Uh, I guess you know me, Steve. He's been here, kind of know the Thunder culture, <clears throat> um, as well as CP. You know, he's been in this league and knows what the point guard position is all about, and uh, try to come in and uh, not kind of say fill his shoes, but you know, kind of run that position and be that floor general for us. So. I'll sneak in one more. You guys, there's been always been a clear definition of success for this team, whether it's playoffs, championship, whatever, depending on what you guys have. Mm-hmm. This year, you guys are more in flux. It could be, could be very fluid situation you know, throughout surprise, the year. You know, no. So what is the definition for success of this team? What would you consider a successful season, either personally or team-wise? Uh, honestly, you know, I think I can speak for everybody. We're always going out there to try to compete and win the championship. That's everybody's ultimate goal. Um, but, you know, for going out there and trying to win as many games as we can, build, uh, build our chemistry, uh, build, build these young guys and, you know, kind of get everybody on the same page. Andre Robertson from Media Day here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. couple of things. One, just mentally, him being able to get back, interact with this team, be on the practice floor with them, and be a part of the team has to be huge for him because Andre Robertson will tell you this, any professional athlete will tell you this, when you've suffered a pretty severe injury and you don't have the opportunity to practice and just interact with people on a daily basis, you really are excluded from the team. You're there, but you aren't part of it. And that is the most difficult thing for a lot of guys to adjust to because for so long in their life, uh, whether it's been grade school through high school, They're used to being a part of a team, and now they're sort of an outsider. The other thing when it comes to Russell Westbrook being out, and I thought of this as I was listening to Dre, if there is anybody on this team that has the personality to step up and fill the role and be a leader, Andre Robertson is it. Andre Robertson is the most liked guy on this team next to Steven Adams. People gravitate to Andre Robertson. You won't find anyone that criticizes him or says a bad thing for him or or, 
or of him that doesn't always make for the best leader, but with a guy like Andre Robertson, if he can perform, if he can somehow contribute, he's a guy I think people would listen to. And the way you saw him step up to Kevin Durant when Durant went to GSW, earn him a lot of respect inside that locker room. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, throw a dart at a board. And that'll tell you about as much as any expert can tell you on where the Thunder are going to finish this year. I'll go toe-to-toe with one expert next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped. You can get a discount by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code Locked On. It is the number one source for below-the-belt grooming. That's manscaped.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Eric G. Go throw a dart at a board. Do that right now. And you will have a better chance of predicting where the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to finish in the West as any high-paid NBA expert. During my time in covering the Oklahoma City Thunder, during my time in just doing sports talk radio, I have never seen opinions vary so much on a team as to far as where the Oklahoma City Thunder will finish. Kendrick Perkins says they're going to be a dark horse. Zach Lowe of ESPN won't even put them in playoff discussion, even if the roster stays intact after the trade deadline, because in his opinion, there's a lack of wing depth. And I can't argue with that, but what I will say to Zach Lowe is you've got six guys on this team. Terrence Ferguson, Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala, Abdul Nader, Dennis Schroeder, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who all go 30% or better from beyond the arc. This is the best three-point shooting team the Oklahoma City Thunder have had. Thus, it will be hell on defenses to try and guard these guys every single night. And if there's ever been a Thunder team that could probably outscore people, this is it. Now, how long they stay together, well, your guess is as good as mine on that. That's why I say... Go throw a dart at a board, but don't count them out just yet. There's several reasons to be optimistic about this team. What we do know is that they're not going to win the Western Conference, and they're not going to finish first in the West. They're probably not going to finish in the top five. Six is a bit of a stretch, but seven through nine, they've got a real good chance to be in there, and there's probably 11 teams in the Western Conference that have a legitimate shot of making the playoffs this year. Eight of them, you know, in the Utah Jazz, the Denver Nuggets, the Houston Rockets, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Los Angeles Lakers. You've got the Golden State Warriors. You've got the San Antonio Spurs and the Portland Trail Blazers in no particular order. Well, then there are the Mavericks, the Kings, and the Thunder who will all fight it out for that eight spot with the San Antonio Spurs. And I believe as long as this team can stay together and if they can shoot the three the way we know these guys can for their career, they'll be just fine. Tough decisions, whatever Sam Presti has to make, I'll let him worry about that for right now, but I'm not going to count this team out. One guy that we do know should be here 
throughout the season is Terrence Ferguson, and he is one of those guys that we talked about can shoot the three. He sat down with us. We did a one-on-one at Media Day, and we opened up by talking about all the changes that have gone on and how he found out about PG. So, Terrence, first thing I would ask is, how is it all the changes that happened this summer? First of all, when did you hear about Russ? When did you hear about PG being gone? And what kind of what was your reaction to all that? Uh, I I was in Tulsa actually. I was in Tulsa. Not sure what for, maybe for my camp or something. Actually, I think it was for my camp. And it was late at night, and uh, actually my brother told me. He told me, and I was like, you know, you know what? He just, I was like, he just, he just messing with me. So I, I was like, so I went to sleep, woke up the next morning, and I, and I saw it on my phone. I was like, oh wow, this is real. Like he wasn't, he wasn't kidding at all. Like this is real. And uh, well, when you say you heard, saw it on your phone, you got like a notice, like the rest of us would get. This wasn't like. Sam or somebody from the organization. No, yeah, it was, it was it was a notice. It was a notice. Yeah, and I was like, cause I was like, okay, yeah, this is. I cause I think the the deal was done cause the next morning. Cause I think the night before, it was like just talks of it, talks of it. And the next morning, it was done. And I was like, oh wow, oh, wow, it's crazy. But uh, at the same time, uh, you know, I try to look at the positive in everything, and I was like, you know, it's more opportunities, more opportunities, obviously. Um, I know a new team coming in. It's gonna be just just a, a new vibe, a new a new. I don't know. Just, just everything is just new. It's a positive a positive thing. Those come in, learn, compete, and just try to make the best of every opportunity given. How how, how close or how how much have you gotten to know Shea or some of the other guys that, that you're gonna be playing with this year, Chris or any of those guys? Oh, I mean, I, I, I think good enough. Uh, you know, we've been at the gym competing each and every day. Uh, Inside the locker room, you no, know, just just boy talk, locker room talk, and you know, and they're they're really good people. You know, outside the basketball, they're they're really good people, and uh, they're just good people to be around. And you, you want people like that. As far as your role on this team goes this year, there is talk at the beginning of the year that you know Chris will play point, Shea will play the two. You'll probably play the three this year. Are you comfortable going into that slot? Would you rather be playing it two? Where? How much have they talked about where your your role and exactly where they want you on the court this year? See, I feel like our team is, is really positionless except except the five. You know, the way the offense is made uh, or is planned out. You know, Billy put a great offense in where you're really positionless. Like you can play any position. And like I said, I don't have any uh, any problem with it. Whatever Billy think is best for anybody, I'm gonna take that and make the best of it. And like I said, it's a lot of opportunities on the table, so just making the best of those. Last year you had an opportunity to start, and uh, you're kind of thrust in that role because of, you know Andre being hurt. But how much did being in that starting role? How much did that help you grow as a player? Uh, it helped me grow a lot. You know, just being out there on the floor. You know, it, it's easy to talk about the game, but you know, once you're out there actually, you know, competing in it, it it, it gives you room to build. And uh, and each and every day, I try to build on on on, uh, on the last day. Uh, you know, talking to Andre, he always got my ear on defense and. So just just taking taking those things, taking all the advice I could get, and with the experience I was getting, it, it definitely made me better. Now your three point shooting improved last year. Your defense obviously got better last year. What are some aspects of your game that you feel like you really need to improve on going into this season? Uh, this season I'm trying to do more on the ball. You know, last year it was I had an easy job with just a kick out, shoot it, and, and defend. So this time this year, um, you know, I'm trying to do more on the ball, more screen rolls, more good in the rebound, pushing the ball up. 
and, and making smart plays. You know, last year was I, I, I remember a lot of shots that I shouldn't have shot. I should have pumped faith and drove it or kicked it out. So just just being more smart with it. Uh, you know, like I said, the experience helped me learn all these things. So just just coming in like like with that mindset. Now, one thing the guys back at the station wanted me to ask was the, the experience of playing overseas for you as opposed to going to college. How much did that help in your growth as a basketball player? And, and would you take that route again if you had that opportunity? Oh, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Um, it helped me grow a lot. It helped me learn a lot as a player, as a person, you know, being away from home, competing against grown men. I mean, you only get the opportunity overseas. I mean, obviously college is, basketball is – is what's mostly known for as a, as a way to go, but I feel like overseas is the, is the best way to help you transition yourself into the NBA. Because you're playing against grown men that've been playing for 10, 14 years, and especially where I played in Australia, they're very physical. Uh, the the game is obviously different, but you know the style of play is is pretty much the same. I mean, obviously you saw during the summer where USA played against Australia. Those are the same guys I played against, except for except for uh, obviously. Uh, Joe Inglis and uh, and uh, Patty, but everybody else I played against. One player on the team was on my team was my teammate, so it was, it was the same style of play that they played, and I, I think they actually won one game, right? So I mean, don't don't sleep on the league. It's it's, it's pretty tough. <laughs> and the last thing I wanted to ask you about, you know, there's a lot of transition going on. It's already happened with this team. There's talk of more transition going on. How do you not let that affect you and just your, your day-to-day in preparing for games and just doing your job? Uh, I mean, we, we focus on us. We don't. I don't really listen to the outside noise, whatever's going on. I don't pay attention to it. Like I said, I don't even have the app on my phone to even to even <laughs> hear about it. So we, we focus on us each and every day, uh, how to get better as a team, uh, come up with identity, and if something happens, something happens. you got to live with it. It's the business of it. Like I said, going about it as your job and coming in every day with the mindset of competing and getting better. That's Terrence Ferguson from Media Day. He's already a better two-way player and threat than Andre Robertson. And if this guy goes out and balls the way we know he can um, and proves to just get better on his offense and the defense comes along, then goes back to this. Andre Robertson won't have much of a place on this team as a defensive stopper or a defensive closer if Terrence Ferguson gives them more of an option on the court. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Coming up next, we'll close things out hearing from Nerlens Noel about practicing the three with Steven Adams. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For the last few minutes we have on the show today, we'll hear from Nerlens Noel. Everybody wants to know, can Steven Adams actually add the three to his repertoire? Well, he and Nerlens have definitely been working on that. You know, I, you know, I don't think it's the you know, most needed thing in the world for my game, but I think it'll definitely take my game to a new level if I'm able to, you know, knock down that um, three-pointer at a respectable rate. Um, so, you know, that's why I've been putting – I've been, you know, shooting it for the past couple of years, but, you know, I think this is my best summer um, shooting it wise and, you know, with consistency. So I think, you know, if we get the right opportunities this year, then, you know, I'll be able to get to put them up and try to build on that. As far as all the changes have gone this year, 
what has it been like this this summer for you? One, getting to know new guys, but two, also with PG and, and Russ no longer being a part of this team and even Jeremy Grant. It's definitely been a transition. Um, you know, you grow close to those guys and you know, get, get used to, you know, them being your leaders and Russ and PG and especially Jeremy um, as, you know, just a close friend of mine from Philly days even. So, you know, it's definitely tough, but you understand the NBA is a business, so you just got to keep it going day by day and, um, you know, try to find the silver lining and everything. Guys always say that it's a business, but with as close as you get to guys, how tough is it to just not have them there every day or when they walk into a building, you walk into a building and they're going to different locker rooms? How, how difficult is that kind of to deal with? You know, it's difficult, but, you know, in this league, you got you to gotta build that numbness, you know. It's really no feelings involved. Uh, you know, you can grow close with a guy, but you don't understand it's out of your control of where you play at sometimes and you know, where you're going. So, you know, you just got to accept it for what it is and, you know, always maintain that friendship outside of basketball with them guys and, you know, life goes on. Take us inside what it's like. I mean, you get, you're bringing Shea in, um, another Kentucky guy, and it seems like you guys have a – there's there's a there's a bond there that I think is different than a lot of other guys from a lot of other schools. What specifically is it about Kentucky where you guys can relate to each other, where maybe other other guys from other schools don't have as close a bond? Yeah, you got that right for sure. Um, you know, just without even knowing some of these guys before I even met them, you know exactly what you said. You know, you feel a vibe with them. And, you know, it's the fact that they've gone through. That man is the fact that they've gone through everything, you know, you've gone through and they know Coach Cal is not something to play with. <laughs> the best way to put it. Uh, you know, he's just real hard on his guys and if you if you make it through that and you know he prepares you like the way he needs to, um, you know, you'll be great and you'll look at the next man and say, you know, that's a fraternity that you went through and you know, it only made us better and um, set us up for success in this league. So what are you seeing from Shea? What, what is he bringing from Lexington um, that, that's translating so well here to the NBA, whether it's on the court or it's something mental that he's, he does? I think it's versatility. Um, I think it's going very well with, you know, this modern day's NBA and where it's going. Um, I think his ability to shoot, put it on the ball, um, you know, high finishes at the basket, opposite legs, different legs. Um, so it's tough. He's tough to guard, especially in the pick and roll. He's like a, you know, he just dissects the defense and thinks everything through and usually makes the right decision at a um, high amount of time. Nerlens Noel from Media Day. One of the reasons why I'd like to see Chris Paul traded sooner rather than later, and it goes to something Nerlens Noel was saying. It's about Shea Gilgis Alexander. While it's great to know that he can do all these things on the court, if he's truly going to be the leader, then he can't have somebody to crutch on. And it's not that Chris Paul is bad, and it's not that Chris Paul couldn't mentor him for a year, although I do question if that's something Chris Paul wants to do because, hey, we know Brett Favre did not want to do it in Green Bay when um, Aaron Rodgers came along. But if Shea Gilgis-Alexander can take over this team and not have somebody to crutch on or not have somebody looking over his shoulder the entire time, it will make him that much more effective for the guys around him. That wraps up today's Locked on Thunder. I'm Eric G. We'll be back on Monday talking about the blue and white scrimmage and what we saw in Tuesday. Our first look at the Oklahoma City Thunder in a game situation. It's all coming up on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder. 
your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 